Welcome to Parents Take Five, where we take five minutes of your day to share parenting and family tips that help you grow in faith. Here, we come to you in your car, through your headphones, on the go, while chasing your kiddos or texting your youth, wherever you need a little support in your day. I'm Jen Evans, an ordained pastor and educator with years of experience with children, youth, young adults, parents, family ministries, and I am also your host. If you have questions or ideas, you can find the Facebook group for listeners and follow us on Insta by searching for Parents Take Five. That's F-I-V-E. And check out ParentsTake5.com for more church and family resources or to find out how to request a virtual meeting, speaking engagement, and workshop. With that said, I hope you enjoy this moment of sanity and growth catalyst. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel for more tidbits on the fives. Hey y'all, it's Jen and I am back with part two with April Feet. You may recall that she is in Nebraska, Um, not the boring kind of Nebraska, but a beautiful type of Nebraska. And she is a writer and a co-pastor and a parent of teenagers, bless her. Um, and she wrote this book, which you can hear about in the previous podcast. Um, you know, it's basically, uh, about rhythms and, um, you know, finding, uh, a sacred pulse. Um, so April, you know, I was thinking from the last time that, that we talked and, and really wondered a, a little bit about that as we push ourselves um, with those questions of are we out of rhythm and um, why are we doing the things that we do? It, as a parent, I feel like there are things that we have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard a lot from single parents um, who feel that pressure significantly that they have so many things that they feel they have to do that um what do we say to parents who are trying to live this uh, rhythm that is more um reflective of who god is calling us to be um and and do how do how do we do this better I think that one of the things we have to get away from is the idea that our spiritual practices needs to be another item on the to-do list. Mm. I have found great freedom from something that actually comes from the business world. It's called habit stacking. Mm. And habit stacking is where you take something that you already have to do and you pair it up with something that you want to do. So for example, if you have to do laundry because Everybody needs to wear clean clothes. Mm -hmm. If you have to do laundry, what is something that you could pair with laundry that is life-giving? And it it will vary based on your circumstances. Is laundry a quiet time or do you have two kids pulling on your legs while you're trying to fold the laundry? So the way you have it stacked might be different. But for me, when I fold my clothes, I... I try to think about um, the various ways that I will use those clothes 
um, the activities my kids have coming up throughout the week, you know, if I wash a marching band shirt, that football game that we're going to be attending or whatever it is, and I ask God to be with us in those moments, and I thank God for those moments. And, and just reframing that daily need into a spiritual practice can be really helpful in a way that doesn't just pile on one more responsibility. That is such a great idea. And I have to say that you are a much better person than I am. No <laughs> way would I be thinking that as I'm doing laundry. Oh, I mean, I do thank God for moments like that, you know, all those great family moments, but I think uh, my time, my habit stacking would look a little bit different. Um, so bless you, good gravy for, you know, spending that holy time um, with such gratitude. Um, I want a piece of that. Um, I'm going to work on that. Maybe that, that'll be one of the habit stacks that I work on. Um, but I think that's a great idea is stacking something that you have to do with something that you want to do or that brings you joy. Yeah. And I think it can get us away from the guilt mindset that, you know, I didn't carve out a whole hour to read my Bible this morning, or I didn't, you know, we set these unattainable expectations for mm. ourselves. And then we shame ourselves that we're failing in yet another part of our life. And we're not going to do it perfectly. There are days where I'm griping as I throw in the marching band shirt because no one told me there was a game and, and there, you know, that gratitude's not present. Um, but rather than shame myself for that, I can give myself another opportunity the next time, because mm -hmm. that's the wonderful thing about chores is they don't go away. They keep coming back yeah. and giving us yet another opportunity to try again. And I love the fact that you think that's an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> again that's a change of mindset and I think that habit stacking and and certainly getting into um, a sacred rhythm would um would help I think you know change that mindset a bit so clearly I need to do some uh sitting in this beautiful book and you know really taking advantage of 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 this offer so um Thank you for that. I'm not going to feel guilty about that. Um, maybe what I'll do is I'll do some habit stacking. I'll read yeah. the book, you know, while I'm in a hammock, which is, there you go. yeah, that's my kind of thing. So um, thank you for that. That's really helpful. Um, wow. How do you get away from that guilt? Oh, it's so hard. And depending on how we grew up too, you know, if we grew up in a, a home that that encouraged us to live in a mindset of guilt, or maybe the theology that we used to believe was very guilt-oriented or shame-oriented, it can be so hard to change those things we say to ourselves. And I think one of the best things we can do is find one other person in our lives who can be a truth teller to us, mm. and that we feel comfortable being radically honest with them, that we can tell them I didn't do this today and I feel awful about it. And they can say, April, let yourself off the hook. You're a human being. We all do that. Let's try again tomorrow. Mm. And it can be a person who's local. It can be a person in your family, in your household. It could be a, a friend that you only email with every once in a while. Just someone who can bring those, those thoughts of shame and guilt into the light and expose them for what they are. 
which are lies that we are telling ourselves. Lies. Yeah. And God yeah. doesn't expect perfection from us. God, God wants us to grow for our thriving, not so that we'll be perfect. Man. Yeah. Thank you. So what would you tell, as I think about single parents, particularly, since I hear a, a great deal from them, um, what would you tell single parents who are just burning the candle at both ends? I mean, all parents are. So, you know, I, I certainly you know, I, I hear this from everybody, but lately I've heard a great deal from, from single parents families who are just trying to get it together for themselves and do all the things. It's so hard. Um, what do you, what do you, what, what words of wisdom would you give these folks? First, I just want to say that is so hard. And I think it's important to say that it's hard. Um, feeling like you have to carry everything yourself and be responsible, not only for yourself, but for the children in your care and feel like you're doing it on your own maybe you are doing it on your own, um, that's hard. And I think that if I could offer one piece of, of wisdom, however wise or not it might be, it's to really take inventory of what's necessary. Quite often we expect things of ourselves that, that we could put it off for a day. We could give ourselves permission to take that 20 minutes and play with our kids instead of feeling like we have to organize all the things. Mm. Um, and so taking that opportunity to think about what's important to you at the end of the day, what three things need to get done, you know, pick a manageable number and, and try to, to stick to that at least every now and then. And of course, life throws curveballs at us and we have to respond. And there are things we end up having to do we didn't plan on doing. But if we can cut it down into a manageable chunk and then give ourselves some grace to say, you know what, today we're going to play. Today we're going to have some light and energy and joy in our lives. I, I think that can be very helpful. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, April. Appreciate it. You are um, a wise person who has shared a lot of insight for us. And what I love most, um, I think most importantly, what I love about our guests is just how honest and authentic they are. Um, so thank you for continuing that and being honest and um, even about the hard things in life. And um, so I really appreciate that. Thanks. And um, I got to be honest, I'm going to give a little insight here. There's more of April to come. So, you know, keep all around and listening. I'll talk to y'all later. See ya. I hope that you've enjoyed having a few minutes to help you recenter, refocus, and reflect on family and faith. As you think of questions or ideas that you'd like for me to explore on the podcast, Check out Instagram and the Facebook group to reach me. I hope that you'll take five with us again.